friends. Thanks for listening to Pick Your Battles. I'm Kayla. And I'm Dana. And this is an episode we've been talking about. Yes. For a while. Mm -hmm. Teasing about it. Like, you know, not teasing about it, but, you know, talking about. It's been one that we've been wanting to do since we decided to do a podcast. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And And I feel like we should start with a trigger warning for some people. Yeah. 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 Little TW. Yeah. Trigger warning. So this is about postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Real talk. No filter. You know, just real talk. Yeah. So. I feel like we're going to learn a lot. There's some things about this that I, I don't, I'm not going to know. So. Yeah. I'm excited to hear your story. Great. Happy to share it. Okay. So let's get started. You birth Wyatt, beautiful baby boy. You come home. What are you feeling? Like, I kind of want to know your series of events when you get home. Like, does this kick in immediately? Are you experiencing the baby blues? Like, kind of tell me your, like, timeline. So even to back up further to, like, adolescence. Okay. So I was diagnosed with OCD when I was in, like, it was either late middle school or high school. Okay. And I wasn't the, like, turn the lights on and off seven times in a row and, you know, repeat the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. However, um, I did have these ticks that got to a point where if I couldn't fix them, like, I would have, like, chest pains. Oh, like, wow. I would have actual panic attacks. Yeah. Part of it, which is when I still do, is when I brush my teeth, I have to tap my toothbrush twice and it has to make a very specific sound. Really? And if it doesn't, I have to do it again. Wow. So that's one of them. The other thing was um, collars or sleeves or things not sitting right. Mm -hmm. Like wrinkles don't bother me, but if someone has uh, a collared shirt with a sweater over it and one collar is out of the sweater and one is inside yeah it haunts me really like I when I was little would go up to random people and fix their shit (laughs) because I couldn't I wouldn't I would obsess over I would not stop thinking about it so I um saw a therapist when I was younger about it and you know worked on it what but I never was like medicated I think my parents sort of gave me like the option and um it's kind of blurry but I remember talking to someone about it and I specifically remember the toothbrush thing um I brushed my teeth and they would have to watch me the one thing I tried to break was the toothbrush thing yeah and so my parents were washing brush my teeth and I would sit in bed and I would like wait until I thought people were asleep and then I'd go back and brush my teeth and tap tap really yeah it was like very so Fun fact. <laughs> I did not know that about you. Yeah. Holy cow. And so then in high school, you know, I'd be like, oh, Kayla, let me like fix your shirt. Yeah. And people would like think it was funny and they would like move away from me. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm going to have a panic attack. Like my chest hurts. Yeah. My heart, I'm going to have a heart attack. So blah, blah, blah. So that was sort of the beginning of my mental journey, mm-hmm. I think, looking back um, when I studied abroad in college um I I had like a big wave of depression I was like super homesick and I was never that kind of homesick person yeah um it just didn't feel right I just like needed to like get out Mm 
Um, and so I came home early, um, finished my classes online, but I remember just being very like in a sort of haze yeah, and like things were moving fast around me, but I was just sort of like floating there and I really wanted to go back to Grand Valley and like be with my friends and Jimmy, my boyfriend at the time, like my parents wouldn't let me. They were like, you came home from Greece. You're going to stay here. And I just remember being like devastated. And I remember sitting at the kitchen table, like with my dad. And I remember just saying like, like, what if I just got hit by like a semi truck and like, like, would it like, so what, Yeah, you know, like I was just so depressed and not in, and I didn't do anything about it. My parents didn't do anything about it to no fault of their own. I'm right. a very independent. I got it. Let me do it myself. And so I think they just sort of let that happen. Um, but I guess I got over it, air quotes, mm-hmm. and like moved on. And when I was pregnant, I remember Jimmy saying, and I don't think he meant it the way it came out, but I remember him saying, can you like not go through that like postpartum stuff, that like depression stuff? Yeah. And I was like, ha ha ha. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, no guarantee. Right. <laughs> like I've got pretty much like a good makeup for that to happen. Yeah. So that was in the back of my mind and we get home and it wasn't instant. Mm-hmm. I think like any new parent, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. Oh, wait, I have no idea what I'm doing. So it was that sort of general feeling. Mm -hmm. And then um, over time, I just kept thinking and asking people like, is this normal? Like, I just feel so like blah. Yeah. Again, things going around me so fast, feeling like garbage, A, because that's just you don't shower. You're like, you know, just this this being that is only there to provide life to this other being. Yeah. You're totally not yourself anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, you know, Googling and the things that you Google when you're like a new mom or a new parent is insane. Like your Google history Uh should be all sorts of red flags. Like (laughs) should there be green pus coming out of this orifice? Like what the fuck? Anyways. And so um, you know, I was looking into like baby blues and like, oh, it should be like two weeks. And I remember counting down like, okay, we're almost at that two week mark. Yeah. I can't wait to feel better. Yeah. And it just like never did. Mm-hmm. And part of that feeling was when we were, when I was breastfeeding for two weeks, cause I was like, okay, breastfeeding sucks. I'm not good at it. I don't like it, but yeah. maybe it's because of the baby blues. Yeah. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. That was like the like trigger word. And then I was holding Wyatt and I remember I was sitting in the recliner uh, in our living room getting ready to feed. And I just looked at Jimmy and I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, not like I didn't want to be a mom, but I was like, I just don't want to do this. Yeah. I was talking mainly about breastfeeding, but I think it was also like, I didn't want to feel this way. Yeah. And You can't cry. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> And I didn't, I didn't want to do anything about it because I had it before. Mm-hmm. So like, I was just waiting for it to like go away. And, um, I went to my doctor and I took like this, you know, test of like the postpartum test. Yep. 
and I was answering it like very honestly, but I was like, like scoring low. Yeah. Like I'm not a good test taker. I knew I was going to fail this test anyway. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, so you scored pretty low. <laughs> we have to do something about it. And I was like relieved. Yeah. That like someone was just telling me what to do. Yeah. And I was like, I'll do whatever. Like, I just don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And I, I am so grateful that that exists mm-hmm. because even the people that like, I feel like I'm like a pretty like strong, tough person, but like he didn't, he was like, no bullshit. Yeah. Like you have to be on something. And I never felt like I wanted to like hurt him or hurt myself. But yeah. I was just like, I can't, I, I can't do this. Like this is, this is not getting any better. Yeah. And like, oh, you know, I like am obsessed with my baby. Like I wasn't. Yeah. I honestly truly wasn't. Like I was, I loved him and he was super cute. And I, you know, like felt a lot of like for him. Yeah. But like the first three months, I was just like, this, I just didn't feel like feel like myself. Yeah. And um did you ever think about lying when you had to take that test because you were scared of what he had to say or did you go in there like ready to be like okay this is my time to like tell the truth um I think I was like this is this is my time yeah like I should have been on something back in middle school yeah and I wasn't Mm -hmm. I should have sought help when I was in college like feeling this kind of way and I didn't yeah and now it's not just about me and it's not just about like Jimmy also there's like another human being that's my responsibility yeah. and my responsibility is taking care of myself so that I can take care of him yeah so I think it was um I think he would have saw through it anyway mm-hmm. like like doctors especially in this area and specialty I feel like can see through it like body language um the way you react to compliments that they give I've seen that ones a lot like yeah like I've read into even the like pediatricians things that Mm -hmm. they ask and it's like how do they how do you receive a compliment like that's just like how they also will tell oh like oh your baby is so good at grabbing my finger okay yeah I don't care right while other people are like oh yeah that's so cool like so I think they look for it a lot more than we think Mm -hmm. yeah so and I think for a while I was like good at faking it yeah and it just got to a point where I was like this has to something has to change um and I always remembered hearing people being like oh you know, we have to talk about postpartum depression more. This is something that needs to be talked about. And I always remember thinking, well, why is it so hard to talk about? Yeah. Like if you're, if you have all these, you know, friends and family, whatever, like it shouldn't be so hard to talk about. Right. And then you're in it and you're like, oh, I don't want to bother people with it. And like, like what's, what's there, what's there to be depressed about? Right. Like I'm healthy. I have a great life. I have a great job. I have a great kid. I have great family awesome friends like what's my fucking problem yeah you know Mm -hmm. but I think it's so much more than that and that's just something that having gone through it still going through it uh it's something that you don't know until like you're in it yeah 
um were you scared of like what Jimmy was gonna say or think of you when you were going through that like that moment when you said I don't want to do this anymore no he was super super like understanding and supportive of of all of that Mm -hmm. um and I think he he knew and like didn't really want to say anything yeah because I think there's a fine line between like someone saying like you need to get help yeah (laughs) you know that's not an easy conversation to have right but you know I think now that I I know before and after Mm -hmm. it's like amazing yeah amazing as my bookers are falling down my face (laughs) um okay so that was your six-week appointment then probably you're like check up after checkup how long once you started taking the pills did you start to feel like yourself again like was it like okay I popped my first pill bloop I feel great today yeah no okay Uh, no it was probably um I think it was probably about like a month Mm -hmm. I think the first couple weeks it was a little bit of the placebo effect because I was just happy to be on something yeah that I was excited for it to start helping so I think I felt better in the first couple weeks just because it was more relief yeah than anything um but there's been a couple times where I like couldn't get to the pharmacy to like pick it up pick up my refill or whatever and even like when it hits that like two day mark of me not taking it like I feel very weird really so it's not something that's like oh I feel better okay all done yeah it's like a forever okay so that was one of my questions too does it ever feel like you have a rough week like I for example two weeks ago worst mental week I've ever had my entire life I Mm -hmm. was just not myself And it got to the point where I said, okay, if I still feel like this on Monday, I'm going to talk to my doctor. But then I woke up on Sunday and I I was like, Sandra, I feel so much lighter today. Yeah. It's like, good. And I haven't felt that way since. So that's kind of the difference you Mm -hmm. think is like yours doesn't go away. No. Yeah. And there's still times where I'm still like sad about something, you know, or whatever, or, um, but it, I think the difference was before, like it wasn't going away mm-hmm. and I wasn't mopey McMoperson and like, oh, right. like Eeyore all the time mm-hmm. mentally in my head, like when I'm by myself or when I was by myself, yes, mm-hmm. but like out and like, you know, put on a happy face, act like everything is fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when, like when Wyatt was an infant like newborn yeah I was like this is real shitty yeah and everyone's like oh oh my baby oh my god oh, so it's like the best days of my life I'm like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> yeah no way yeah like best days of my life have already happened I don't know what the fuck this is yeah but like not that and so then I'm like god am I like that much of an asshole like just that cold mm-hmm. and so I think definitely just talking to someone a professional about what you're feeling and I think it it doesn't always happen like you have a baby oh now you're depressed like it can happen at any time yeah they say like up to that first one year mark you yeah it can just happen whenever and even even for people for people that have a kid that's 13 yeah. whatever I mean your mind is always changing and developing and that chemical imbalance can happen anytime. Mm -hmm. 
and just being, you know, aware and open to some kind of help, I think is super important. Yeah. So, so as somebody who was around you pretty constantly in 2020, yeah. I saw you as like the happy, bubbly, always doing something pregnant person, like literally painting the porch up two days before your due date, Dana, what the fuck are you doing <laughs> up on a ladder? Yeah to you bring home this baby and you know yeah to to Xander and I you when you guys first brought home Wyatt I didn't we didn't notice anything wrong mm -hmm. like we really didn't I didn't know about baby blues we didn't know about any of that but I would say around the one month mark I looked at Xander and I said I think Dana's struggling and he said I think so too yeah as your friends should we have checked up on you or mm -hmm. would that have been like us overstepping no and I mean I don't want to say this to make you feel bad because you didn't but probably yeah and I always feel bad for not doing that but it's one of those things like how do you say hey Dana are you depressed you know yeah just come out and say it but then what if you're not like I feel like it's such a hard boundary to choose from but that is one of my <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna get emotional that was one of my regrets was not like talking to you about it or even like we should have just asked Jimmy like hey are you checking on Dana because I didn't know if he was or not yeah. you know yeah. I maybe he just thought that you know and now I know Jimmy and I believe that he was taking care of you and he knows you blah 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 but like I always hold that against myself was that I was talking to Xander about it but I wasn't talking to you about it yeah because I didn't want to overstep that line this is exactly the point is like it's it's not an easy conversation to have mm -hmm. i will say when um you guys first came home from the hospital with mason we like dropped the dogs off blah 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 blah, and i was like oh you know how is everything and then you just like started crying and you were just like this is really like i'm so overwhelmed so time out to that the reason i broke down was because you didn't even look at mason you came in and you instantly went to me. And since Mason had been born, nobody had done that. Yeah. And I obviously didn't struggle with depression or anything like that. But I now having the second baby realized I struggled with anxiety a shit ton with Mason. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that you came in, you didn't even look at Mason and you came in and you hugged me and you said, How are you doing? Like yeah. Nobody had done that to me in the 48 hours Mason had been alive. Like, I just, like, melted and I lost my shit. Like, not great. <laughs> yeah, right. Honestly, thanks for asking. So, yeah, that was the fact that you did that to me, like, completely changed my perspective on how I'll meet any baby ever again. Like, right. that baby, cool. But, like, how are you doing? Because right. that, that was a game changer for me. Yeah. And I, I... I guess subconsciously I, I did that, like having, having been there first and everyone's like the baby, the yeah. baby. And you're like, um, no, <laughs> not. Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And then we got in the car and I fucking lost it Yeah, because I was just like, oh my God. I like remember saying to Jimmy, oh my God, I, I hope she doesn't go through what I went through. Like it was it, there's a difference between like oh I'm crying because I'm overwhelmed and then crying because you're like I, I'm like a a depressed mush yeah. ball 
Um, and I mean, I was like having a moment and Jimmy like pulled over and he was like, are you okay? And I was just like, I just don't want her to feel how I felt. I just, you know. Yeah. And it's crazy that even two and a half years later, two and a half years later, it's still is enough to bring you to tears. Like it's such a powerful feeling. Yeah. Over like literally the, one of the greatest joys of your life. Like you would die for Wyatt. Right. But the amount of pain and depression that came with that is crazy yeah and yeah. i another reason that i don't think i want to have another kid is like i don't want to feel like that ever again yeah ever i love being pregnant i will be pregnant anytime but that like aftermath yeah hell no mm -hmm. hell no i will take sweating my ass off like not being able to sleep can't feel my feet whatever <laughs> yeah like any day mm -hmm. over just feeling like this like you know tissue paper sort of just like blowing and like existing yeah and it just goes to show that like i thought i was crushing it like mm -hmm. like yeah i'm really fucking sad all the time and i feel like absolute trash but like i'm dana like i'm happy no one can tell but like that's obviously not true right and you're probably not the only ones that like saw or like felt that mm -hmm. um and and that's that's okay like it's okay mm -hmm. you know what i mean um it's a hard it's a hard conversation to have yeah so i think i mean i appreciate it i'm glad that you saw that i was full of shit <laughs> sorry i didn't say anything keep me honest ay, ay, ay. Uh. um yeah but i just remember like when i got in the car after like seeing you and mason and xander i was just like oh my god that was that was like a big trigger for me it was yeah. like oh, here we go like i don't know it's, yeah it's not as amazing as you think it's gonna be <laughs> but like maybe, maybe i'm just projecting right like, you know yeah so do you get envious of people that like have that i don't know that instant connection with their baby then um i think i think part of me just like thinks that it's bullshit and that they're just lying to themselves yeah to be totally honest yeah um i certainly hope that like that's true and and um oh my gosh you're so like on cloud nine and everything is perfect like yeah wouldn't that be fucking nice right but i doubt it mm -hmm. not that i think that everyone is like hiding their postpartum depression or depression in general yeah um but I think I'm not, I'm not upset with like the journey that I had. I think it's important. I think it was meant to be for something, whether it's this, this conversation that we're having, helping other people feel heard or, um, or like, shit, I should go talk to someone. Yeah. You know, I've been like putting it off for long enough. Um, but I think there's a reason for everything and I can look back and like see it clear clearly. Yeah. And now I can go back and love that time, but just not have to like be in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like it's just a different lens. I feel like mm -hmm. now. Um, when you look at pictures, do you still feel like a darkness over it or are you able to like look at the pictures and be like, ah, um, it's funny because when there's like a video or something that will come up, 
and I'll like look at it and he'll, you know, he's just like two or three months old and just kind of like a blob. Yeah. And I will think like, like, was I happy on this day? Right. Like, is me being like, oh, whatever, like. Are you doing that because you knew you're supposed to be doing that? Are you doing that because you're happy? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting because I think there will always be a little bit of like an asterisk Mm -hmm. on those like first like three months. Yeah. Um, but now I'm like, oh my God, look how fucking fatty one. It's like, oh, stupid little toes, you Uh know? So, um, I do wonder. Yeah. Like, I don't remember exactly how I was feeling every single day. Right. That first three months, not great in general. Yeah. But I do think like, oh, what was I thinking? Or, you know, I was home alone at two in the afternoon. Like, Mm -hmm. was I... Like, did I just finish crying? Yeah. Did I decide to take a shower that day and I was feeling really good? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just kind of different. Yeah. So, once you, like, start to feel like yourself again, you're past, like, that initial three, four months, what was it like? Like, when you were actually, like, connecting with Wyatt? Um, I feel like it was, it was night and day. Yeah. Really. Um... He was, he was a, a very good sleeper. Um, and we had a good routine where if he did wake up in the middle of the night, you know, I would pump, Jimmy would give him a bottle. Um, and I didn't have as much like resentment. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, left. Yep. Um, and it was just easier to get through the bad times yeah it wasn't so heavy Mm -hmm. um it felt like a little bit of turbulence and then we get through it yeah as opposed to before it was like it was like a snowball of like great now what are we going to roll into what are we going to add on top of this and on top of this yeah um so the fact that a day would end a new day would start we're starting fresh. This is a new day. It was easier to do that. Yeah. Which then made everything else kind of like easier. Yeah. Um, and it definitely made me f- more relaxed. Like the little things didn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the like crying for whatever reason that I couldn't figure out didn't bother me as much. Yeah. Um, and that just kind of made an opposite snowball. That just made things easier to sort of roll, like roll through. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this will help others. Yeah. Because this was like the one that I was ironically looking forward to. Yeah. So. It's good to share your story. Yeah. Do you feel lighter? Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's like, it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't make me like a zombie, like the meds. You know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. It's still very much like, obviously. Yeah. I can, I'll fucking cry. Don't you <laughs> tempt me with a good time. Right. And like, again, it just, <clears throat> it just helps, helps get through those hard times <clears throat> and like rationalize things clearer yeah 
because before it was like not clear mm-hmm. it was like driving through like like fog and you're like oh i don't know what's on the other side of this fog i better just like slowly go through it yeah and hope there's no obstacles right and then inevitably there is because you couldn't see that obstacle so how are you supposed to navigate that yeah you know mm-hmm. even when you know i knew that you were going through that we knew you were going through that you really were still just you were still a super mom like you were doing all the shit you would go and you would pump and you would change white diaper and he would cry and you'd be the first to respond like you weren't neglecting him yeah. whatsoever and i think maybe that's why i had like a twinge of like Uh, but is she because you were so on top of it and like that's my baby give me my baby like I know how to fix it right where I think in my mind back then well if she's depressed she wouldn't wouldn't want anything to do with her baby right you know like I can remember us having a conversation where somebody you know you were telling me a story somebody was holding Wyatt and he was crying and they were like, oh, well, he just wants this. And you were like, no, actually, he wants this. Like, he's my baby. I know what he wants. Like, in my head, it, like, if you're depressed, you shouldn't, maybe you don't connect with that baby and you don't, you know, respond right away to their needs or, right. you know. So maybe that was my, I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, validate my reasoning now for uh, being a shitty friend. No. <laughs> you were on top of it, though, is what I'm trying to oh, say. thanks. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Yeah. We just, you gotta try. Yeah. Maybe that was part of my, my like facade of like, oh, look how unhappy that I am. I'm not sad. Yeah. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, so anyways, definitely a battle I would say to pick. Yeah. That's what I would say. Pick that battle. Pick that battle. Just do you. Yeah. Put yourself first. And I use this analogy all the time with like people I work with or for whatever but if you're on an airplane and every you know they always do the safety thing blah 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 here's how you undo a seatbelt. like why that's still a part of the spiel I'll never know but um they always say put your mask on before helping others yeah because all even though you want to help others first if you can't breathe how the fuck are you supposed to help other people yeah so if you can't put your oxygen mask on, if you can't help yourself, you're not doing anyone else any favors. Right. You're not being a hero. You're not, you know, being this amazing superhuman person. You're you're allowed to be selfish for one second. Yeah. Take what you need to do and then you can help others. So that's my like, this is me on my soapbox. That's my... That's why you should pick your battle. You this go. battle. So that, like, That'll be a good little snippet clip. Yeah. Teaser. Teaser. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't tease with tears because. Right. right. Nobody will want to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that enough to listen. Well, um, sweet. Well, thanks for letting me do this. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. It was very cathartic. Good. It was good. Feels good. I'm coming out feeling a little bit shittier, but no, that's okay. <laughs> it's all good. I deserve it. <laughs> no, 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 no. If uh, I don't feel shitty about it, you should. It also it. validates how I'm feeling with Atlas. Like, okay, I had a rough re- week, but I'm not depressed. Like, it was a rough week. Yeah. Calm down, Kayla. And if like, those weeks continue to happen and are longer or worse or whatever, yeah, 
then then fine. I've got extras. I'm not, you know, take them, <laughs> see what happens, whatever. <laughs> but hey, we we move on. Yeah. We keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. All right. Well, just remember that it's okay to pick your battles. And it's okay if you pick the wrong ones.